Today we are talking about the famous, the underrepresented minority that is Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I'm not quite sure how to follow that up, but alrighty, yes, we are talking about Jeff Epstein, the mysterious details surrounding his death. Did Epstein kill himself? MSNBC did report that Casper the Friendly Ghost in fact murdered Epstein, and we are trying to track down this vicious perpetrator. Uh, that and many more conspiracy theories. The last I read, Epstein had actually escaped to a secret island where him, Tupac Shakur, and Elvis Presley are all <laughs> secretly planning to take over the world from the lizard people. Now stay tuned on that one. Okay, so first of all, we want to ask, who is Epstein? I don't know too much about Epstein. I haven't been really following the news that much, and you guys have, so. Yes, so I can pick up on that. Jeffrey Epstein was born in 1953. He was born, uh, I think, in New York. He at least made his bones in New York, essentially. He flunked out of college, and he became a high school teacher, a very smart high school physics teacher. And from there, he met Les Wexner. Les Wexner, of course, you guys know, is the guy, the Wexner Medical Center is named for him. So he's a very rich, um, highbrow kind of guy. He finds Epstein. And he says, hey, I want you to come work for me. Epstein comes to work for him. He becomes one of the richest bankers on Wall Street. He becomes incredibly well-known in the New York financial sphere. And then next thing you know, he's in prison for um, can, uh, sexually assaulting underage girls. So his story really is a very strange one. And there's a lot of videos you can watch on it. But I think even precluding the details surrounding his death... The life of Jeffrey Epstein and the stuff he was into is really just weird stuff to study. So, for instance, I'll talk about the fact that among the elites and among academics, he was really more or less known as a Gatsby-esque figure. He was somebody who you really didn't know a lot about at any given time. He was somebody who would often lie about the people he knew and about the famous connections mm -hmm. he had. And he was somebody where you never really knew his motivations. But one thing's for sure, he loved science. He would have scientists on his private island. He was great friends with people like Steven Pinker, Lawrence Krauss, very highbrow scientists. And all of these scientists would essentially suck up to him because they wanted to get donations from him because he would be able to fund them with grants. So fast forward to about 2005, and Palm Beach starts getting reports about from women who claimed that Jeffrey Epstein had invited them to his private island and then had forced them to have sex with him and with several other of his very famous highbrow uh, friends. So that starts happening. He almost gets prosecuted in 2008 by a guy by the name of Alexander Acosta, who's the federal prosecutor. Alexander Acosta is about to prosecute Epstein, and instead he stops and reaches a plea deal with him. And Acosta's own word... So, so basically he got bribed. Well, Acosta apparently was told by higher-ups not to prosecute Epstein because of some kind of intelligence that he had. Now, who those higher-ups were, we have no idea. But Acosta nevertheless entered a very immoral and a very unconventional plea deal with Epstein that essentially kept him off the hook until 2010 when he pled guilty to sexual assault of a minor. And then he was prosecuted finally in the summer of 2019 and sent to jail. And then from there he served his sentence and, well, presumably killed himself while he was in prison. But 
that's really where the strange details begin. So what are your boys' thoughts? I think what's most interesting is I've been following uh, um, Eric Weinstein on Twitter. Uh, he knew Epstein personally. Uh, he's a mathematician and um, manager of Deal Capital. So you could say he's definitely in those high social circles. And um, Eric has been very open uh, about his relationship with Epstein and very critical of the coverage regarding Epstein's <clears throat> apparent suicide or homicide. And he's been repeatedly saying and following the story uh, and pointing out that mainstream media does not want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. And I think it's really fascinating that he's willing to talk openly, but he's not engaged in the same way by um, what we would consider mainstream media like um, if you've all tuned in this weekend. Uh, BBC had an interview with Prince Andrew, who did not do too well. Um, and among other things, it does point to just more shady business. And I, uh, where I usually describe other conspiracy theories, I, I really do think Epstein had a black book and a lot of people were in there that didn't want to be revealed. So uh, Tom mentions um, intelligence and connections intelligence community. I believe it. And I'm looking for an article right now uh, that, that will show his Wall Street ties to many um, universities uh, in, in grant writing and support. So what I'm getting is that, okay, there's this billionaire guy. Um, he's doing a lot of science funding. He has his own private island. And he just brings um, underage girls there, which is not, I don't want to say it's like the weirdest crime out there like it's kind of sort of expected ish is it or like okay they're it's not they're not 18 year old girls they're 16 or well there are some as young as 14 okay but still though like uh, he goes to prison for assaulting uh, underage girls okay and then he goes to prison and how long is he supposed to be in prison for well, how well, long was his sentence? Well, what was he not even sentenced yet? He wasn't sentenced yet. He didn't go to trial. Because the other thing was he had co-conspirators. This was true in 2008. Okay. He had co-conspirators. And the agreement that was reached in 2008 was that Epstein wouldn't be prosecuted and third-party people would not be prosecuted. Who those third-party people are remains to be seen. Uh, now, one of them was likely somebody by the name of Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell was Epstein's girlfriend for a time, and she essentially was his assistant. She is the one who's been accused of grooming the girls for Epstein and basically preparing them to do whatever Epstein wanted them to do. So she had a very powerful uh, family, and it could be that her, the Maxwell family, is um, one of those co-conspirators that was going to be implicated. But of course, the most interesting one, uh, in my opinion at least, is the one that Zane brought up, and that's the connection to the royal family. This idea that somehow Prince Andrew was involved and that he ended up being one of those third parties that was going to be prosecuted and that the federal government might have come after. And so the thought is, well, one of those third parties might have um, assassinated Epstein because they didn't want him to reveal any of his secrets. So... We'll go into the connections, I guess, that Epstein had to Prince Andrew. Uh, it all centers around somebody by the name of Virginia Roberts. 
Virginia Roberts was a 17-year-old girl who was brought to Epstein's private island back in the early 2000s. And it was here that she was groomed by Ghislaine Maxwell. And she claims that Epstein, after having sex with Epstein, Epstein made her have sex with Prince Andrew and several other famous politicians, including the governor of New Mexico and a former senator. And then, among other people, there was also uh, Alan Dershowitz who was implicated. So Zane's pulling up the picture now. Well, what do we see in the What do we see in the picture? So first of all, um, he had invited. By, by, the, by the way, Zane just pulled up a picture of, on Google, um, and he's showing uh, me that's and Tom. That's Prince Andrew, and that's the lady herself, Virginia so, Roberts. So on the left of the picture, we see who. I believe that's just. Uh, it might be Gislaine. Yeah, that's Gislaine Maxwell, I believe. Yeah, that's the dude. And that's Prince that's Andrew Prince on the Andrew left. Right there. He's with Virginia Roberts. Now this photo is incredibly damning for Prince Andrew. He doesn't recall. It. He says a very clever photographer took it, mm -hmm. and it's ridiculous. In his interview, uh, when talking about his connections to Maxwell, he says or to Epstein, he would always um, kind of. Um, what is it? Just like hide away, be like, oh no, I was more friends with Maxwell, and Epstein was a great guy. Um, but really, just playing down his relationship, and really at times referring to Epstein as an honest and smart and intelligent man. But any times uh, the interviewer pressed him about Epstein's um, um, issues with the law and sex trafficking and so on, he would defer and say that he would only be in touch in social settings because of Maxwell, of his friendship with Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And that was what was most startling about it was he doesn't say, I never met her or I, this picture is a fake. He mm -hmm. says, I, I don't remember meeting her and on the night that she's talking about, I was with my daughter or something like that. But What's crazy about it is Virginia Roberts' testimony about how she met Prince Andrew is thorough detail, but he denies all of it. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 you could say it's a he, sh he said, she said, but we have the pictures. And for him to just say, oh, I don't remember taking that, that just doesn't quite add up because there is some kind of explanation behind this picture. And I think looking at the picture, I think it's a hell of an assumption to make that it was just photoshopped and that he wasn't actually involved mm -hmm. with Maxwell in some way, especially considering the fact that Prince Andrew has wait, 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 very wait. poor credibility after this weekend. Okay, so how does Prince Andrew fall into this, and who is Maxwell, and how does he fall into this? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. She. Ghislaine Maxwell. So like we said, Epstein's girlfriend. Okay. that was Epstein's girlfriend and his personal assistant. And Prince Andrew is... He's being accused of uh, sleeping with an underage girl mm -hmm. at the time. In the past, um, the interviewer brought up uh, Prince Andrew as uh, the rambunctious party prince in the 80s. That was something that was attached to him. So um, the whole point is this interviewer is really trying to like tack down some um, defining moments in his friendship with Epstein. He... Epstein would allow Prince Andrew at times to uh, stay at any one of his houses uh, in the U.S. Uh, when he would come over uh, for whatever meet and greet symposiums. Um, and on several occasions, uh, they would just have dinner. Um, and oftentimes during Epstein, uh, I know after 2000, his Jane 
Stowe versus Epstein. Um, Prince Andrew still uh, visited Epstein, and the interviewer pressed him on this and said, hey, he was by then um, being convicted uh, as a sex, tra sex trafficker. What did you think about this? And he said, oh, no, I went there just to say hello and talk about that, uh, and basically implied that he had finished communications with Epstein, but then you see later um, instances where he's still in contact with Epstein. And this whole time, Epstein is going through about 10 different, 10 separate cases in 10 different jurisdictions, whether it be in the UK, the US, uh, for his <clears throat> sex trafficking and um, improper behavior. But we, like, this isn't really something that's surprising to me because you see a bunch of rich people going to places like Thailand um, for sex, like sex tourism. You see people going to um, the Caribbean. Uh, it's like even Europe where it's legal. Like Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. places like that, even Europe for sex tourism. So I don't see why this is something very, like, very new or very groundbreaking. Um, what do you mean by you don't think it's very new or very groundbreaking? Like you don't think that Prince Andrew's guilty or you don't think – you're not surprised that he is connected to Epstein. You're not surprised that somebody so famous would be engaging in such behavior. Yeah, I'm not surprised that someone who's so famous is engaged in such behavior. Well, That's, that's what I'm – There you go. Yeah, yeah and it, it certainly sheds a light on – I guess of what a lot of people point to as the degeneracy of the upper echelons of society, which is a bit of a cliche to be honest, but in the context of this whole Epstein case, it really it's a reality where people talk about crazy stuff like Bohemian Grove all the time and you know these supposedly um, these rich uh, people who get together and have these weird sexual um, these w weird sexual things going on. Of course, p many people like to talk about Pizzagate and mm -hmm. the the Let's conspiracy theory. Well, we're not going to get into that, you know. But it really, this really is an instance where conspiracy theorists can just take it and they can just go, "Aha! We were right." You see, mm -hmm. everybody in the upper echelon is a degenerate, and they're all trying to keep their secrets down that they're all pedophiles. The ru the world is ruled by pedophiles. Well, that? like I grew up with. Saudis mm -hmm. like I grew up with Saudis and like really 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 rich Saudis mm -hmm. and they'd go out to different countries and just party over there like all the time so but they're not having sex with underage girls um, I, 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 I don't know um, <laughs> one thing is that I mean there are other people important people just tied to some of his shadier business that's just like the best thing with Epstein is the law had him pinned down with concrete cases. Like that's where the conspiracy theorists can leave the courtroom, and actual analysts can come in and say, "All right, we know this happened. He had a ranch in Texas um, mm -hmm. with ten girls. This discovered they were trying to do this weird eugenics experiment with the scientists to like create the perfect um, offspring. No joke. So like what this, the this yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, the so out there. Thing, yeah. It sounds so out there. But like. The thing, what makes Epstein important is he was like very well placed in the higher upper echelons. He had a black book on a lot of people, and I really should get into um, uh, his ties to educational institutes. And even I forget someone really high uh, in an important news outlet resigned after um, their connection to Epstein's like funding um, system and programs, like behind scenes, like. 
uh, I don't know how to refer to it, like unprofessional or informal networks where you get a leg up over others um, in terms of research grants, getting money. Uh, Like Tom was saying, uh, scientists were hoping, kissing up to him, hoping to get money. Um, Although I really would never paint Pinker in that light. I love Pinker. And uh, I'm offended by that, but now that, P- Pinker was not Pinker was not a part of it. From my analysis, Pinker was a guy who saw through Epstein and who thought he was a fake intellectual. Essentially, of course, I'm no, but I don't think anybody would go so far as to accuse a lot of the academics like Pinker or like Lawrence Krauss of partaking in the type of behavior. Although Lawrence Krauss, I will say, did get I know he, he got outed. Yeah. He got outed for for groping. Uh, girls, but that's a different issue. It's yeah. not related to Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a uh, limerick for your entertainment, just to give your brains a little rest, uh, that I wrote go. in response to Eric Weinstein's Epstein limerick challenge. Uh, and there are a lot of good ones. I'm going to quote what uh, Weinstein um, put. He said, A leprechaun said to an elf, Our news is no longer top shelf. I mean, what the F? I don't know that, Jeff. Ray Epstein just killed himself. Said the elf, I too must complain. No one can locate Gislaine. I think that this time I'll forgo my rhyme. This BS is now very scary. Everybody's been talking about that too. So, Ghislaine Maxwell. Uh, you mentioned nobody knows where Ghislaine is. That's another issue that I'm not really sure about. Like, people literally don't know where she went. Um, I googled that. I couldn't find anything. I found where her residence is. But I don't know anything about this idea that she, apparently, her, you know, she's just missing and nobody knows where she is. So, I mean, do you boys know anything about that? Um, no, only that uh, in the articles I was reading, she definitely stepped out of the spotlight around 2015, 2016, uh, especially after her the case against her. Uh-huh. Um, and that she is just increasingly harder to find. And she was the second in charge, like make no mistake if epstein was uh the pariah of this whole ordeal she was helping him in every way and was his girlfriend since the early 90s i see so she's like the queen of the harem yep basically <laughs> one could say but uh i, I just there's to, it has to be like a term for it um, let me find it i wanted to say uh what i was talking about earlier um here's an article uh in september from the Boston Globe, <clears throat> it says, Top MIT officials knew of Epstein's ties to Media Lab email show. Um, I can't access that story, but from what I understand, um, okay, yes, a director resigned. Uh, yeah, director. Um, Hiyoshi Ito has resigned as director of MIT Media Lab after a New York article detailed the links to which the lab concealed funds received from Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. Um MIT Media Lab has been under fire for the past several weeks for its financial links to deceased sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. The lab's director, um, Hio Ito, initially said he had accepted 525000 and more for his own private tech investment funds from Epstein, and he apologized. Um, going on, talks about a letter he wrote uh, for when he resigned. Mm-hmm. And here it is. After giving the matter a great deal of thought, over the past several days and weeks, I think that it is the best that I resign as director of Media Lab and as a professor and employee of the Institute, effective immediately. Now, I mean, just reflect on that for a second. $525,000 for technical investment funds, uh, especially when the point of the MIT Media Lab 
uh, it's kind of like an overarching project that powers a lot of facets of MIT um, analytics and technology. Yeah. Uh, you you really have to think um, in what ways does Epstein's contribution because this money doesn't come with uh, any uh, unconditionally. There are some conditions. Um, I would reference you to really any um, grant proposal and see what it takes to get money mm. and just think about uh, I know the average disbursement for a research grant here at OSU, if you really work hard, can be from 5000 to 10000 Well, that's about a thousand times less than what this guy here, uh, Io, uh, Yoshi Ito, got from Epstein himself. Mm. Now, if that doesn't power policy at one of our foremost academic institutes, you should at least question why one man can have so much influence. And I think it's interesting, and that's why this story should be like on fire. It really should be on fire. He has so many. You got sex trafficking. You got funding in tech at MIT. You have him knowing some of the most powerful people in the world. Donald Trump says he knew Epstein, like everyone knew Epstein in Palm Beach. I mean, come on. You you've got the 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 uh, what is it? Just the golden the golden egg in terms of. Um, a well-connected uh, person and also a wonderful scandal. Like no one, why is no one paying attention to this? Because it's been painted as a conspiracy. Well, what I want to shift to as well is people often like to cite the Clintons as uh, the yeah. quintessential Epstein contact. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not gonna really entertain it a lot, but what I will say is Bill Clinton did lie about how often he was on Epstein's private jet. Because uh, he said he took it four times, but after looking at the logs, it it's revealed that he was on it upwards of 12 times. So there's a discrepancy between what Bill Clinton claims about being on Epstein's Lolita Express and how many times he was actually on it. And he also disbanded his security detail, his Secret Service detail, when he went on Epstein's uh, private jet. So those are the two sketchy things I'd say that connect Bill Clinton to it. I don't think there's anything other than that really you could say. People also like to try to cite Donald Trump because of what Donald Trump had said about Epstein back in, I want to say, the early 1990s. Trump's uh, it was 2002. He said something. He said, I would um, he would say, he said, I would certainly call him a friend and a supporter and a supporter. In the same article, Don oh, wait, no. Oh, never mind. That was George J. Mitchell. And Donald mm -hmm. Trump remarked, I've known Jeff for 15 years. Terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. And many of them are on the younger side. No doubt about it. Jeffrey <laughs> enjoys his social life. That's in 2002. Right. Oh, so, God. <laughs> uh, that comment did not age well at all. <laughs> did it? No, not at all. But well, here, here, here's the thing is... Trump, the testimony we have on Trump, at least from Virginia Roberts, is that Trump would flirt with her, but he never did anything. Um, he never did anything. Who's Virginia Roberts? That's oh, that the, the girl. That's the girl I mentioned. That was the one who would accuse Prince Andrew, and who was really one of the principal witnesses in the Epstein case because she's one of the most prominent uh, ones who's come forward and testified against Epstein. Has had several lawsuits against him, against Alan Dershowitz. She's she's fighting major court battles against him. And, I mean, hey, good honor to keep fighting and trying to expose people. 
But um, yeah, that's what she said about Trump, at least. This was like the ultimate Me Too thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And especially seeing as it was, it was underage girls. That's yeah. what adds a, an especially disturbing element to it. So in the, in the context of elites and connections, really, I think we're going to get a and, lot more and questions. And how old was she at the time? She was 17. Wait, so like if she waited a few months, it would be legal and it would be okay? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she was... Like, it's, that's kind of weird. Well... Like, the, that law is kind of weird. I mean, that's age of consent laws. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other... Uh, in, in Ohio, age of consent is 16. Yep. So... I mean, either way, she was abused and sexually exploited. Okay, if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. and um, there is such a thing as um, statutory rape, so mm-hmm. one can still have sex willingly, like a 16-year-old could, but since they're 16, um, it would be considered rape just because it's not right. a legal adult, which is right, really weird is and muddy. Um, 16 is age of consent, but I'm saying like in some, like in different contexts, you could get persecuted and say, oh, that is rape. Which is weird, but it's a gray area. And it makes sense, because some people might be immature and so on. Well, either way, I think with his connections and in the context of this elite degeneracy conspiracy theory, I think we're going to get a lot more questions than answers. Because yeah. that's just the nature of, of these types of things. And people with a lot of money are able to cover up a whole hell of a lot of their mistakes. Why should we care about what happened to Epstein? Why is this relevant to my life? Whether or not he died... Or, I mean, or whether or not he killed himself, or whether or not he was murdered, or what? What? Just Epstein in general? Yeah. Why should I care about what he did, or the fact that he was, that he, whether he committed suicide, or whether he died um, because of a homicide? Or... So, um, I'm going to say first and foremost, how he died uh, is important. Um, Epstein's brother hired an independent. Um, uh, oh God! Whoever does, pathologist, yeah, pathologist, pathologist yeah, forensic Baden. pathologist. And he said that it was not suicide, that it was a homicide. It looked as if it was a death by asphyxiation, namely being, namely being strangled to death. Um, and then in terms of how the FBI and how the investigation was um, conducted afterwards, I mean, it's really fishy when you think that um, he's in a state-of-the-art prison. Um, he even uh, reportedly uh, put money in his like neighboring inmate cells so they would not... Um, intimidate or mess with him but uh, once he died at the time of his death uh, the FBI camera a camera situated directly outside of his cell uh, the FBI said they couldn't pull any data from and then two more in the surrounding area also were inoperable and all the security guards on duty um, one fell asleep like really like how does that how does that pan out like you're in a high uh, maximum security prison this you definitely get more you need you have more answers than questions when one of your inmates dies, but apparently for Epstein, that's not the case. So just to add some context, what happened was Epstein was put into prison in July of 2019. On July 23rd, he was found in his cell with injuries, supposedly because one of his cellmates had attacked him. He was moved and he was placed on suicide watch in a cell with another person. On August 9th, 2019, on the same day, his cellmate was removed the guards supposedly fell asleep, uh, although they've recently been indicted for lying about that. And the cameras wait, wait, malfunctioned. Wait, wait, wait. So the guards, they, they said that they were asleep, but they weren't actually asleep? No, they tried to say that they checked on Epstein. 
Yeah, they covered their story every thirty minutes, and they didn't. They didn't. Mm. They didn't check on Epstein, and the camera malfunctioned. And then that happened to be the time when Epstein died. Apparently, killed himself. All those things, three things, happened in the same day. And what I will say, considering what you were saying about Dr. Michael Michael Baden's determination that Epstein did not kill himself, that it was a homicide, to be specific about that. What indicates it as such is an injury to Epstein's hyoid bone, which is not impossible for somebody committing suicide, but is far more common with somebody who is being strangled to death rather than somebody who's killing themselves. So that on its own, I think, is enough to cast doubt on this official determination that was made by the New York attorney or New York New York head, medical yeah, examiner pathologist yeah who said that Epstein killed himself and then left it there and it's to the extent that Bill Barr has even taken up an investigation of the death of Jeffrey Epstein simply because of the fact that everybody knows that there is something else going on here and everybody I've talked to it's up with the exception of maybe one person says yes there's definitely something fishy going on here this isn't as simple as this guy just killed himself so i guess to end that um, wait, wait wait no it didn't answer my question i okay. asked why is this important so why we we just went through why he may not have killed himself right. why it might have been a homicide so why should we care of about whether it was a homicide or whether it was because the implications are far-reaching and he was going to be put on trial and questioned right. for a lot of his uh, personal dealings and cases against him. It's a matter of whether or not the people who are highest up in our society are subject to our criminal justice system or if they can just get away with it. It's whether or not powerful people can use their control and their influence to get what they want. In the case of Epstein, if it's revealed that it was a homicide, that somebody performed a hit job to kill him, that has the potential to do a lot of uh, on our faith of how the system works and how our prison system, how our criminal justice system is privy not to the ideals of justice mm-hmm. or the ideals of rehabilitation, but instead are privy to the demands of some politician or some member of the royal family that's trying to save their skin. So I'd say that's where the implications are and certainly considering the fact that he had such a wide range of connections. I mean, the elite of our society are the people, in a lot of ways we look to them as role models, but in a lot of ways they're the people who are holding up the system as it is. And if they're exploiting it and controlling it, and if the people are losing faith in them for it, then that has major implications for how, I guess you want to say, the common people relate to those who are highest up in our society. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, We want to have faith in our democracy, and we want the system to work for us, too. So, in a poetic fashion, I would like to state my own limerick about Epstein, and then uh, we offer our closing statements. Here it is. Never a case so keen could pit good friends between. A mystery unsolved, rich criminals absolved. The stories washed down the latrine. Snaps, snaps. <laughs> this has been three bucks, one mic. I'm Zane. I'm Tom. I'm Fahad. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for tuning in to this conspiracy. And don't forget, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs>